Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to this week's show. Welcome to this week's show. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to this week's show. I'm David Henry, your host, and this is the place where every other week we answer your questions here live on the show. Well, it's live to me, not live to you, but either way, you get your questions answered. So we get these questions through learnstagelighting.com slash contact. And uh, if it isn't already there, when you go to that page, there's actually going to be something new soon. Very exciting. A place for you to be able to leave your voice message. Um, And I do ask if you do leave those, um, you'll be able to click it. It'll access your microphone. You'll be able to talk. If you do leave a voice message, keep it um, as concise as you can and speak as clearly as you can, especially if English is not your first language, um, because I may use those in the show, I'll certainly listen to them and uh, would love to help you with your lighting in that way. Awesome. So to hop right in, um, if you guys are new here, if you haven't listened before, maybe you've listened a time or two, but you haven't gone and taken my quiz to get your free guide to begin with lighting, go to learnstagelighting.com slash quiz, and I've got a guide there this can help you get started with lighting. And I don't want you to miss out on that. It's really, it's helped a ton of people. Um, it's specific to your type of lighting. That's why it's called a quiz. You'll answer just three questions and then I'll shoot that guide out to your email. Awesome. So with that, um, Charlie writes in, we've got questions today. I'm going to just start answering them here. So Charlie says, he says, I work for a sound and lighting company and I've been watching your videos and reading your website for a long time now. I have a question you can help me with. I've installed LED tape and moving lights in a nightclub and the DJ booth where the PC and DMX buffer is located is on a different power phase than the power for the LED tape. Could the phase differences uh, cause interference with the lights as we are getting very random flashes? All right, Charlie. So here's kind of my thought process when I've got an issue like this that I'm trying to work through. Um, The first thing that I don't know here, which would be really helpful, is that is this pixel LED tape or just regular RGB LED tape? I'll talk about both. If it's just regular RGB LED tape, um, there's there's a couple things you're going to want to want to try. Um, the first is that if it is that regular tape, um, or even if it's pixel tape, make sure the negative wire or the grounds on all your tapes and all your power supplies are connected. Um, also, you can try buying a DMX terminator and, and terminating your DMX to see if that solves your problem, because it could be a DMX issue as well. If it's pixel tape, again, you know, get those grounds tied together. And, um, you know, just to test this, if there's any way that you can run an extension cord to get them on the same power as your tech booth, um, that could could definitely narrow down to if there's an issue. Um, I don't think generally being on a different phase does not cause any issues. I haven't seen that cause issues before with LED tape. But what I have seen cause issues before is if there is some excessive noise um, and some extra voltage on the ground. I, I have seen that cause some weird problems before. And so you'll want to get an electrical meter, maybe get an electrician if you're not comfortable to uh, take a look at that right where your LEDs are getting power to to kind of suss out what's going on there. And uh, hopefully that helps Charlie. Ridge writes in, says, hey, David, I've been working in D-Pro for a few months now. Thanks for the tutorials. And I was wondering if you had a workaround for the cue list issue of crossfades. Um, basically, when you want two scenes in a cue list to crossfade, um, it takes everything to zero and then fades everything back in. This includes colors, dimmers, and positions. 
Um, you've tried using a zero second fade in, fades out, um, which almost works, but it doesn't. So what do you do? Other lighting uh, can tell when two scenes have the same attribute, but maybe Deep Pro can't. All right, so I just popped open Deep Pro just for kicks, um, just to see what I can figure out here. And so part of the issue here, and I think what's going on here, is that the Q-List functionality in Deep Pro is not great, um, unfortunately. You know, I wish it was better, but it's it's really... It feels like it was kind of added in later, and I like D-Pro as a program, um, but it doesn't, it has issues. What I would probably recommend doing, if, if you can, and what I usually do in D-Pro, is in the show control window, instead of doing a lot of cue lists, um, if it's possible for your show, I don't know what kind of show you're doing. I like to do individual cues, but on different buttons, and I find especially if you put them in the same radio group as they're called, um, I believe in D-Pro, then um, they will fade in and fade out quite smoothly. Um, and that generally works pretty well. So I, I would give those things a try. Um, unfortunately, within a Q-List itself, I don't think there's really any way to get around that. I think that's just how they coded the program, and I don't love it. Um, but there's not really anything we can do about it. So hopefully, hopefully that helps. I know that's not the most helpful answer, Ridge, but um, I, but I hope it does help you today. Andy writes in and uh, says, Hi, I think you are writing about U.S. lighting, uh, but I can't see that it says that anywhere on your site, okay? Um, as every country is different, I believe, and I'm in the U.K., it's a problem, okay? Um, can you suggest uh, somewhere in the country or countries that other countries that your advice um does apply to. So Andy, actually, my advice actually applies worldwide. Um, now, there's going to be some things, of course, that aren't going to apply worldwide, like power. But I mean, really, besides power, you know, whether I'm here, and I've had students all over the world. Um, and so that's why um, it, it might feel to you like maybe my lighting advice wouldn't apply to you in the UK. But think about it this way. A lot of the manufacturers that we're buying gear from, especially in the day of LEDs, are shipping the same product everywhere in the world, okay? So whether it's going to China, whether it's coming to the US, the UK, Australia, South America, you know, with LEDs and auto-ranging power supplies on the technology level, um, you know, you can buy the same light from a lot of manufacturers in pretty much any country in the world, Um you know, the power, of course, as I mentioned, is not going to apply from country to country, but the communication signal, the DMX, um, and the network signal to talk to our lights is going to be the same in every country. And then when we talk about hanging lights, pointing lights, where to place lights, angles of lights, using texture, when we talk about really any type of design attribute of light, which is a lot of what we talk about here on Lawrence Stage Lighting, that's going to apply universally. So, you know, I want to challenge you because um, you seem to think that if I'm in the U.S., what I'm doing doesn't apply over in the U.K. And and I don't think that's the case. Um, it, it really is a worldwide thing. You know, what about power? Okay, so so power in itself, you know, while I can teach you the basics and, and on my site and in my courses, I, I show you how to calculate power, how to do stuff with stuff like that. And you can figure that out in a worldwide way, but you might need 
to find an electrician locally and, and bounce some numbers off him and, and ask him to help you with the power if, if you're having power issues with your lighting. But other than that, every other piece of lighting, whether it's, you know, like I said, DMX, whether it's how to do things, whether it's consoles, uh, whether it's troubleshooting, whether it's design, all of that stuff doesn't change no matter where in the world you are, which I think is amazing and I think is really cool. And, you know, that's why I'm excited and I love the fact that I get to have students all over the world. You know, we've had students in Australia. Let me think. We've had students in Eastern Europe, in Western Europe. In um, We've had students I believe, in Asia. We've had students in America, in South America, all over the place. Um, and the really cool thing about it is no matter where you are in the world, lighting can be a common language. And I, I always love going on a little rabbit trail here. I always love reading stories about some of these these shows, uh, some of the biggest shows in the world, such as the Olympics opening and closing ceremonies, the Eurovision Song Contest, uh, things like that. Because these are big events where crews are brought together from all over the world. You know, you'll have people from Europe, you'll have people from the U.S., you'll have people from Spanish-speaking countries, whether that's Spain or, or from South America. Um, and all these people come and collaborate together to make something great with lighting. And you know what? It doesn't matter to the lighting person from the U.S. Um, what power the lights need to use if he's in, you know, Cambodia. He just needs to find an electrician and ask for help. And so, and so at the end of the day, Andy, um, I hope you stick around. I'd love to help teach you about lighting. But yes, um, everything I do except for power is going to apply to you. And so I encourage you to stick around. All right. Ronaldo says, good day, sir. Um, I'm an aspiring light operator. I need more info on how to operate a lighting console, specifically Avo lights or what is better. So, Ronaldo, you're going to get my console spiel here, and I say this a good bit. Um, there's a lot of consoles on the market, Ava Lights included, that can make a really great lighting show. Now, I have my favorites, and you know I'm always looking out there at trade shows and everything else and paying attention and downloading things and trying new consoles to find the consoles that are the absolute best value for the cost. And so I'm looking for, you know, what's the console that can do the most for the cost that it has compared to other things that might be more expensive and, and do pretty much the same thing. And so, you know, I really like Alation's Onyx, and we'll link to a post here, an article on learning stage lighting about um, how to begin with Onyx. But at the end of the day, Ronaldo, if, if you're an aspiring light operator, um, and I don't know where you are in the world, but you need to seek out the people that you anticipate working with in the future and see what consoles they use. Do they use Avo lights? Do they use Grand MA? Do they use Campsys? Do they use Onyx? Because at the end of the day, if you're trying to do this as a career and you're trying to be a lighting person and get your foot in the door doing that, then you want to find who you want to get in the, your foot in the door with and who you want to work for. And you want to find out what they use. Um, because at the end of the day, a lot of consoles can do great things. And we could argue all day long about what console is the best, and I've got some videos on YouTube that talk about that. But the best console for you as an aspiring light operator is the one you're going to use. The best console for you to learn 
is what you're going to be using on a day-to-day basis when you are doing lighting as a career. So unless um, you're going to actually be buying a console and you want to buy one and you're going to be running that, um, and there's pros and cons to that, then you want to use what the people you're going to be working with are using. Um, and, and on the topic of, of owning your own console, um, that's something for a lot of lighting people. You know, it seems like a great idea. It seems awesome. And it it feels good to buy an expensive console and say that you own it. It makes you feel cool. It makes you feel accomplished. However, you need to make sure that it makes financial sense for you. So this is another little rabbit trail for me. But, but um, and the reason why I say this is you need to think about who you're working for, okay? Um, who are you doing lighting for? For example, if you're doing lighting for bands, maybe, or you're doing lighting, it doesn't matter what you're doing lighting for. But say your clients own a lighting console, and they, you know, are selling that to their client, whoever that is. Maybe it's them, maybe it's somebody else. Well, if they already own a console that can do the shows, then they're not going to pay you to rent your console. And so you're going to have spent money on something that you then, if you're going to use it, you're not going to be able to charge for it because the the people that you're working with already have a console. So they're not going to let you, they're not going to pay you for yours if they already have one, you know? Um... And so if you do buy a console, um, you know, buy something knowing that you've already got the gigs in hand where you're asked for people. Maybe you're going out, maybe somebody's asking you to run lights and you go out and rent a console. And once you do that a few times, that's that's when it's time to consider buying something for yourself. And I know that's not really what you asked for in auto, but that's what I answered. So the advice is free. You get what you pay for. Um, not really. But hey, Thank you guys so much for listening today. I know this was a shorter one here. Um, my February's gotten really busy here, so I had to record this just a little bit early um, before more questions came in. So I'm sure in two weeks on the next Q&A episode, we're going to have a ton. But as I mentioned in the last episode, if you did listen to that one, um, I'm really excited for the future of the podcast right now, okay? So on the next episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about How do I get started with a professional-grade lighting console? But then, two weeks after that, on March 19th, we're going to be starting an interview series. And so this is is really exciting to me, um, because I get to interview all sorts of different people in the lighting world, and I'm going to be doing that hopefully every other week if we can, and and be airing those interviews to you. And so I I really enjoy doing it, and um, I'm excited to bring to you some different lighting people to talk to, but this isn't going to be um, your average lighting interview show, okay? So if you've listened to things before, and I'm really excited about this, if you've listened to things before, you know, in the lighting industry, most of the content that's been out there in the past, most of the podcasts with light interviews of lighting people have been where the, quote, big names or the A-listers in the, in the industry get interviewed. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's cool to listen to those people and and to hear what they have to say. But at the same time, um, I like to hear from people more at my level. And so I'm going to be interviewing people all over the board. I'm going to be interviewing people um, that are new at lighting, people that have been working with lighting for a while, people who are experts, but not like, you know, top of the industry, big name, designing the biggest shows kind of people. Uh, I'm going to be talking to all kinds of people like that. And I'm really excited. And um, I can't wait to bring that to you soon. So be looking out for that. And um, if you haven't, subscribe here. 
And uh, tell your friends too, too. If you know anybody who's interested in aligning, have them subscribe and uh, we're going to be bringing out some great stuff. Not only your questions, but also these interviews. So with that, guys, I am signing off for today. I hope you have a wonderful day and I can't wait to see you back here next week where again, we'll be talking about how do I get started with a professional grade lighting console. I can't wait to see you there. Thanks. And that's it for today's show. Thank you for listening to the Learn Stage Lighting podcast. Be sure to visit us at learnstagelighting.com to see show notes, past episodes, and download a free guide on how to begin with lighting in your specific context. I'll see you guys on the site. Thanks. Thanks.